I know what you mean. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. What happened? Oh, sorry. My phone muted. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how much you heard. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Must have muted it with my cheek. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Sorry for the sorry for the glitch this morning. Welcome to <clears throat> Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I'm Rainy Hale, and this is Horse Thursday. Calling you from a cold but sunny day here in the Pacific Northwest Portland area. Um, super happy to see the sun. It's starting to feel a little bit like like springtime finally. So I'm happy to see that. Um, I hope the rest of you are in areas that are getting a little bit of relief from what's been going on. Um, before I say hello to Cindy, I'd like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We're almost always going to have um, you know, an event coming up that we're going to talk about, something great that Cindy knows about in the back office that we have not found yet um, or (laughs) something like that. So you want to be ready to write that down when we talk about it. Um, But also please press one on your phone if you want to chat with us. Um, As you know, it's a big part of what our show is about is hearing from all of you. And likely if you have a question, somebody else does too. Um, Or, you know, we can all benefit from all the stories that we know that we love to hear. So um, there's, you never know what you're going to hear that's going to, spark something else or you're going to be able to share with somebody else. So please share with us. We'd love to hear from you. And as we always say, this is a great and safe place to practice your testimonials. So if anybody wants to practice, um, we would love to have that as well. Um, We could all use practice at that. Uh, Just as a reminder, though, for this show, we do need to keep it um, with horses and the horse set. and really stay away from any kind of medical type um, questions or comments. So um, with all of that said, I'm going to say good morning to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Rainy. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, also a beautiful cold day here. And so um, I hope everyone's out enjoying a little bit of fresh air, if you can get out there. And, you know, we're starting to really gear up towards – a lot more horse shows and events. So um, a lot of people out there and a lot of horses that are eager to hear, uh, to see you show up with your Beamer horse set. So we like to talk about that. 
Absolutely. Um, is there any little things you want to talk about, um, Cindy, that before we get to the topic that we've been trying to talk about for a couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, um, we talked about the, you know, the corporate newsletter and the new and, and the new blog um, that are really good to send out to your customer. And it's just, it, you know, it's always, always a good thing. You know, none of us like, well, few of us like to uh, <laughs> come on strong as a, um, you know, that we're pushing our sales um, kind of aggressive, if you will. And yet it's an easy way to put, to um, keep in touch with your customers, to provide them something where there's, you know, valuable information. And Beamers, you know, the the uh, posts that they put out there as well as the newsletters, which can be in, informative for our customers and, you know, some of the other things are just ways to provide them information. You know, like one that I saw this week also was, um, again, where they show <clears throat> the post about pointing out to people, you know, you don't, that horses don't have, um, uh, you don't have a lot of muscles beneath the knees and that uh, there's so many issues that come up, of course, in the, uh, the lower extremities of these large animals <laughs> that having something like the blanket and specifically the cuffs to be able to apply in those areas can be really, really instrumental in helping um, um, get enough blood flow to the area to particularly for both prevention and recovery and regeneration. So. Um, you know, just a little reminder like that for, to your customer. Um, it's very, it can be very, um, you know, it just keeps them on their mind and it knows, reminds them that you're thinking of them. And, um, and some, you know, timing is everything for people. Maybe the last time they talked to you wasn't something that was um, in the forefront of their mind and maybe... Maybe uh, today or tomorrow it will be. So if you don't kind of keep reaching out to them, um, you know, you don't want to overdo it, but it's something where um, circumstances change in a very short instant, as we all know. And um, one day it can be, oh, man, you know, um, I really need to help my horse. I wonder about that Beamer thing. And if you're the one who keeps, you know, keeps in touch with them, then the likelihood is that you are the one that they're going to reach out to. And that's exactly what you want as opposed to, you know, anybody else who's, who's new to the scene, if you will. So I really encourage you to, to you know, build a relationship with people um, and to show them that by your building the relationship, you're interested in their health, you're interested in their horse's health, and that you are a you're not just somebody who's, you know, out to sell something this week. This is something that you're in there for the long term. And that impresses people because, you know, look around you. That's not the circumstances that you see um, in almost, you know, in so many products and services that, um, you know, how we promote and share Beamer is, is unique and so most people, you know, it doesn't click to them kind of what it means. But, but um, you, you know, and Rainey's talked about this before, you know, you want to impress on people that, you know, what you do is take your customer relationship seriously. 
um, and that this is something where you're there, you're there to help them um, and, you know, answer their questions when they need it. And um, it's kind of, um, um, it will stand out amongst other people and other products. So I, I, you know, encourage you to give that some thought. Anyway, I, so yeah, I don't have, I didn't have um, little um, gems of things to find and share today, <laughs> specifically. And and we haven't had too much on the on you know on uh, the Facebook page in terms of uh, questions to use. So um, one of the things that I kind of uh, that I wanted to go back to uh, that we've been aiming towards for a few weeks now was to say, you know, taking just um, a thought from our equine presentations that we've done as well as the academies to say, um, you know, people that are less familiar with the horse that they say, and we do talk about our ambassadors who are all competitors at a world-class level, and so the tendency is to think um, that, um, you know, that you have to be at that high performance level or competitive level for Beamer to be of interest. And very similar to the human unit where, you, where we say, you know, Beamer can benefit anybody at, the, at any stage of their life. It will just depend on their individual circumstances to what degree. Um, so we wanted to kind of talk about um, what aspects are m maybe the most um, <clears throat> obvious when we're talking, when we think about different kinds of horses at different stages in their life? And so, you know, let's start, Rainey, with talking about horses that are actively competing that we call would call performance horses because those are kind of the obvious. You know, they're the epitome of athleticism, as are their riders. So, what kinds of uh, uh, what approach, if you were talking with someone who was, um, you know, actively um, campaigning their horse, what are the kinds <laughs> of things that you'd want to p point out to them about? Um, you know, and this doesn't matter whether they're, you know, a breakaway roper or, you know, a Grand Prix dressage rider. The, the circumstances will be a little bit different, but it's still, there's some commonalities there. So what are the things that you would talk about in that instance for performance horses and riders? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, like like you said, this is the one that kind of takes takes a lot of the spotlight um, and that's because we do have the you know big ambassadors that are talking about their horses and talking about all the things they're doing but it certainly isn't the full picture but it is one that we talk about a lot and when you have these you know high performance horses these professional athletes which is what they are both horse and rider um, you are you're competing at a very high level and you're training at a very high level so you're talking about um, even though they are highly highly trained and highly conditioned for this, they're still more prone to injuries because of the level of performance that they're doing. Um, you know, whether you're talking about, you know, in the arena or the amount of travel that they do of like back and forth across the country, maybe even in the plane, which can be very traumatic for them. Um, 
they are they can be just more prone to those injuries just because the level of activity that they're engaged in. Um, so definitely you talk about that. Um, for anybody that's done any kind of regular showing, you talk about any of the things you can do to com- combat that, just the, not even the physical, but the stress of the, the travel and the change of locations and the change of environment um, on a daily basis. Every owner is going to be aware of that with their horse. So if you can talk about <clears throat> things you can do to com- combat that, um, those are the really big ones. I mean, and then anything that can cause stress can also cause physical things. So we can talk about, you know, digestive issues that they may have um, based on stress or, um, and you know, beyond the injury. So usually I focus on kind of the 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 injury potential of being able to um, – you know, have have a tool in your tool belt for things like that for prevention and for um, um, usage if there is an injury, and then also the the, the stress aspects of the the travel and what can result in a physical you know manifestation of that. Those are the sure. two big they areas can. that I focus on. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, part of that stress from the travel is um, you know ending up in a new circumstance with a lot of activity and excitement and new horses and new people with a new schedule and new climate and new food and a lot of new things, which can definitely uh, impact a horse to uh, not stay hydrated, for example. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they they need to balance that nervous system so that they can settle into their new environment and start to relax enough. And, uh, you know, so that's an important thing when you see as, Rainy was talking about these horses sometimes for these larger competitions, it could take them days to reach um, their location. And even though, you know, they might be in a great big, you know, a semi with air conditioning and things like that, it's still, um, there's still a lot of elements that contribute to stress. And, And I would add in terms of, you know, enhanced performance for horses because of, again, uh, some horses demonstrate it more than others, whether they're a little bit nervous or anxious in a new situation. But you need, um, you know, whether you're going in at uh, to do a dressage test or you're going in to um, do working cow work or trail work or anything like that on a competitive level, you need that horse to have a balanced nervous system so that they are mentally focused, they're ready to work, their muscles are warmed up and perfused with blood, so that you're going to um, you're going to give your best performance in in the arena. And a lot of times, um, you know, if horses are anxious, you need to work them out in in the warm up. And um, it's not just getting their muscles, um, you know, kind of suppled. It's um, you know helping them move around enough to be able to relax and focus. And, you know, we've had personal experience of this with, you know, within my family showing to say um, what we always, what we like to say is don't leave your best performance in the warm-up. Um, you know, have the horse ready to go, but have, you know, not have expended all their energy just trying to relax. So I think there's a, there is a lot to talk about at, um at the performance level, as well as then, of course, and we talk about this periodically, about how the rider wants to be in balance and in sync with their horse. But um, 
you know, and depending on the discipline, you could be talking about, like if you're talking about racing, you could be talking about a two-year-old horse, or if you're talking about, uh, you know, a seasoned show jumper or a, a Grand Prix horse, they could be 10, 12, 14, you know, a wide range of ages there. And, and, and you know, there's a lot of conditioning and training that goes into building up to different levels. And you want the horse to, you know, be consistently, um, you know, prevention is a big deal to keep the horse in, in shape. And um, some of the events that they go to could last not just, you know, a day or two over a weekend, but they could be one or two weeks. And, um, you know, you can imagine to say uh, it's hard to stay fresh and in great condition every single day because this is a grueling um, lifestyle and it can be. It can really take it out of you. So you want to give the horse everything you can. And so, you know, some of these, um, at some point, these horses are going to retire from being active competitors. Um, at some point, uh, they may, and it may be earlier if they want to go in and there's they could be um, breeding stock, or sometimes there are injuries that the horses uh, don't come back to 100% and they retire, or sometimes it's just, you know, your horse that you've had for a long time, he gets to a certain, I mean, certain age, and we'd start to reference to them being in their uh, senior years. Um, and so, Cindy, we, before, you know, Cindy, before we move on, go ahead. Cindy, before we move on to some of the other types of horses, I wanted to, to highlight a couple things that you were kind of talking about. Um, and, okay. and just okay. as a little bit, a little bit more is um, when you were talking about this can be a grueling, long process, and sometimes there are shows for weeks. But sometimes there are shows for weeks after being on the road for months. Um, and so you add that all together and just think about you traveling from hotel to hotel, from airplane to airplane, and even that's grueling, even though you're in very, you know, good conditions. And it gets tiring the longer you do it. Um, so you talk about putting these long weeks and weekends on top of each other for the whole season, and by the end, it's <clears throat> it's a lot. And it's I think it was I think it was Hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was Hope when she was on, on our show, she was talking about, um, both of their horses after they finished their, sh- their last show season, they both came home healthy and she hadn't like, she was, you know, amazed by that because they both came back healthy and sound after the, after the season, which, you know, is, is always what you hope for, but not usually what you get. Um, and so yeah. that's, that's certainly something to, to consider as well as just the, the length of time and the stress that builds up over the season. And by the end of the season, everyone's just finished. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to kind of put a little bit out there. That's just, you know, in addition, in addition to each week, the stress of the travel and everything, it's the, the buildup over the entire season. And then, yeah. and then you were talking about too, not, not, um, using it all up in the, in the warm up ring. And it reminds me of a video that I watched. This was, gosh, probably 15 years ago. It was before the V2 came out. I was waiting for the V2. Um, and this was a, um, a German race, um, race horse trainer that was talking about the Beamer 3000, the horse, um, the one that the, like the green one that they, we had. Yeah. And he was talking about um, using it for warm up and cool down for his horses in training. And he, the, the, the way he described it has been in my brain ever since. And he was like, I believe that a racehorse has a finite amount of miles in their legs. 
and the less I use for warm up and cool down, the more they have on the track. Um, yeah. And no, so, yeah. And so he was, you know, and so that's always kind of stuck in my brain of this is how many miles this horse has to race in his lifetime. If I can use less of them on the warm-up and cool-down, um, then he has more, you know, for the race. And so I, I really loved that, the way he said that, and it's always been stuck in my brain. So um, something you had said, Cindy, about that really triggered that memory, and, and I wanted to share it. Yeah, that's a that's a great way, and that's certainly not exclusive to the racing industry whatsoever. Mm-mm. No, because uh, you know you look at a cutter or you look at uh, you know a hunter jumper, jumper or things. <laughs> there's uh, you know there's a lot of strain on the body, so um, you know keeping a horse sound through the entire se- their entire season um, is no mean feat, and that's why I think. Um, you know, I think that people who are at who or who are or who are aiming and working towards being competitive are receptive because you'll see that they they're using all kinds of things, different modalities, <laughs> um, you know, other therapies, other supplements. They're doing a lot to keep those horses in their, you know, in top condition. And so Beamer represents a different a little different approach, and it also is so complementary to the other things that they do. So um, uh, I think there's a great receptivity there, just like when you talk to human athletes, they want to know how quick they can recover. And um, it's very similar in the horse field. So let's. So thanks for inserting those things, Rainey. I absolutely, you know, I think those are great um, examples and, and easy ways to kind of fix it in your head as it stayed there for so many years. Yeah. Um, so at some point, though, those horses are going to retire. And, and uh, you know, they're going to retire for a variety of reasons. Um, and, and then the circumstances change a little bit because um, they're not going into the show ring. But, but what is, how, how, would you, um, how would you talk to somebody who said, Oh, you know, I just I I, I love my horses, um, but most of them are retired now. So, you know, they still get to come in at night, but they're out to pasture or whatever. Um, how would you kind of promote Beamer to somebody with horses at that stage? Yeah. So, I mean, as we age, <laughs> this is a term that I've started using a lot lately in my friend group. <laughs> as we age, um, <laughs> things. And especially when you're talking about a professional athlete like these these horses are, they have been used in a not used and abused in a bad way, but they have worked really really hard and they put a lot of strain on a lot of parts of their body for a lot of years. Um, and so you pay for that later in life, <laughs> whether you're talking human or horse. Um, and so anything that we can do to help support that as we age, um, I mean is incredible. And, and the fact that you can use that same device for the horses that you're still showing and that are still actively um, being trained and you can, then you can put it on your, you know, retired horse that you've loved and has taken you to championship after championship um, to support them as they age um, is, is an incredible thing. I mean, we're not talking about, Oh, you have to buy one for the, your retired horses and then you have to buy a different one for the performance horses. And then you have to buy a different one for your, you know, insert various types of horses it's the same same thing that you can use for all of them 
is also, you know, another thing that you can, you can talk about, but, um, you know, things slow down as we get older, you know, metabolism slows down. Um, we get degeneration of our, you know, various, um, joints and muscles and, you know, things just stop working the same way they were designed to work before we ruin them. Um, and so Beamer of course can support those systems of helping the body take care of itself. Yeah, I, I think um, I think particularly for senior horses um, that you know prevention is um, is mm-hmm. an important aspect because they're not on a regular training program. Um, depending on their circumstances, they might not have uh, you know space so that they can get out and move around a lot, and so um, you know there could be some you know aches and stiffness that they need to work out of. There could be an old injury, as I said, that's a, that's a residual one that, that they never totally recovered from. And so that kind of stiffness that uh, is common also in people as we age, it feels really good to be able to get blood perfusion everywhere so that you can kind of go, oh gosh, now I can lift my arm over my head. Well, you can see your horse when they stretch. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I love when people share pictures on Facebook is when is uh, the kind of stretches where you see it. It definitely this is a, a downward dog yoga pose <laughs> of the horse, which is totally stretched out. And um, um, you know some of the experiences we've had on Blog Talk, where we love to hear call-in stories from our um, you know listeners, talk about being able to go out to um, a barn or, you know, where they have, uh, maybe it's, it's a friend who's got an older horse and they're real, real worried and saying, gosh, they're having trouble getting up and, you know, they, need, they do need to lie down at least a little bit each day and it's hard for them. That's a lot of weight to pull up and, um, you know, or maybe they're really limping or something like that and then they can show, they can, you know, share the beamer and, you know, the horse trots off. Those kind of stories are just really warm to the heart. But, but um, you know, horses are very grateful for feeling better. And they show it to us right away. And you can, and that's why we kind of recommend, if it's at ever possible when you're doing um, demonstrations with the horses, to have, to have the horse in a, in a, a place where they can, they can move. And the owner, who's familiar enough, will uh, could very well notice that there's a different way in the horse moves, and um, that speaks a thousand words. You know, pictures speak a thousand words. So, so supporting horses as they age is really, and as they recover, is um, really a great aspect to focus on. And that's why you want to ask the right kind of questions as you're talking to a new prospect to see where do their horses fit in that spectrum. Um, what about if they're um, they're not a competitive horse, Rainy, but they're um, you know um, a recreational horse? As still could be a horse that's uh, boarded out, or maybe they're you know in the backyard or something, but. Um, <laughs> What, what things would you maybe emphasize more for talking about somebody who has uh, a horse who's not at the level of and never will be a, a show competitor? Yeah, and for, for that, I usually focus on um, just the preventative um, 
fact of it. Because anyone who owns a horse, whether you're talking about a professional athlete or a pet, um, that's, or a lawn ornament, how some people call them, you know, they get to the point where they're just, you know, decoration. Um, but uh, what, no matter which horse, which horse we're talking about, everyone who has a horse knows how expensive problems can be. Um, you know, when you have when you have the vet out, because nothing ever happens, of course, during the day, during business hours, it's going to happen, you know, Christmas Eve or on, on a Sunday or something like that. So, um, you know, anytime you have an issue with a horse, it's going to be expensive. Um, and so anything that you have to kind of help combat some of that and help do that preventative um, is, is only going to be good for you from a monetary standpoint as well as just from a health standpoint for your horse. And, you know, we talked a lot about stress <clears throat> when, we're, when we were talking about these show and performance horses, but horses that are at home have stress too. It's just a different kind of a stress. I mean, they may have stress if, you know, they're, they might still be able to hear coyotes in the hills. Um, they might still be, you know, they may still have stress from heat. They may still have stress from boredom. Um, or a new a new horse that has been introduced, or you know, they're all levels of different kind of stress that these horses can still be under. Um, and you know, as we talked about, stress can have physical repercussions from it. Um, we talk a lot about different kinds of things that can happen with stress. I mean, digestive is a big one, um, obviously, and a costly one, and a dangerous one, and one that we we talk a lot about. Um, and then, yeah, if you don't have really good or adequate or um, not able to do good turnouts or have a horse that has a good, you know, pasture. Um, maybe it is because of the place that they are. Maybe it's because of injury and they have to be, you know, contained. Um, that puts a level of stress on them, the fact that they don't have, you know, if they have to be stalled. So all of those things can cause stress, and we know stress is bad in multiple ways. So for, for, those, for those type of horses, I usually talk mostly about preventative. Yeah, I I know that um, one of the things that's just that, and I'm sure if you're uh, at all active or involved with the horse world, we've all seen this, and you've seen, you know, large boarding facilities where these horses have, if they're lucky, they have a little a little turnout attached to their stall, and it you know it might be you know. 12 by 16 or something. And horses are used to moving all the time. So it's definitely stressful when they're cooped up. And then, you, so you look at, maybe they stand, and uh, you know, again, if they're lucky at the facility, they would get turned out in a larger area for a few minutes exercise, but, you know, not what they'd like. Um, that's stressful to them. And then, so they're, maybe they're standing, you know, standing around not being able to move much for most of the week and then their owner comes out to ride and the owner wants to go on a half day trail ride up and down hills. <laughs> well, it has it has to do with staying in condition for one thing, but that's asking a lot of a horse, you know, stand, 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 now, now go, you know, haul my ass up up this hill and down, you know, pardon my language. <laughs> and 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 you know, so sometimes uh, I, I think, you know, there's a safety factor. And I remember this from talking with uh, Linda Tellington-Jones where she talked about how if you can help the horse, you know, kind of balance their nervous system and get more, get their muscles feeling good with, you know, um, being able to warm up before you ride, that horse is not going to uh, 
you know, they're not going to want to hump their back and say, uh, let's have a little bucking contest before we go anywhere. <laughs> um, the likelihood is diminished, you know, that the horse is going to be um, kind of in um, a better mental frame of mind, if you will. And I think that has something to do for safety for the rider. So, um, again, intermittent um, exercise is can have its own issues mentally and physically for the horse. And so um, recreational horses, even though they don't need to win ribbons necessarily, they stu still need to engage and listen and be ready to um, interact with the rider in a safe way. So um, I agree with, with Rainey that, you know, it's more of a preventive nature for them. Um, and then, you know, we have some other different categories of, uh, of horses just to talk about. There are, unfortunately, and as times, economic times when they're tough, um, you see a lot of, I, I've had people that didn't know horses and say, well, I've got, you know, I've got a backyard full of grass that's dead, you know, dead yellow bleached out grass, but that's all horses need, right? Um, well, you, you see horses that get, that get uh, you know, surrendered or picked up or, and rescued in, in terrible emaciated uh, condition. Um, and unfortunately, there's sometimes there's been physical abuse and mental abuse so, such that horses are, these horses might be in a situation where they don't, you know, they don't trust people because they've been mistreated. Um, now, a horse like that, even going into a rescue area where they're finally getting some medical care or and some nutrition, um, still they might be hard to handle because they've learned that they don't want people to touch them. They don't want to be hurt. And that horse is going to be hard to rehabilitate and rehome. And so it's really important with um, horses in, in uh sanctuary or rescue areas that they be able to be handled so that they can be treated, maybe to have their feet trimmed for the first time in a couple of years. Um, and to the extent that you can, where we encourage people to be able to do some kind of level of volunteer work if you're new to horses, but uh, to the extent that we can share Beamer with those kinds of horses. Uh, that are in facilities like that, it can make the difference between whether they get a new home or not. Um, and, you know, those situations are ones where when I've gone in there, these are horses that maybe even you can't get next to. You know, they were herded into a trailer and brought in with 20 of their uh, other, you know, horses from that place. Um, and they do not want to be touched, and they have, they want to stay as far away from you as possible. And, and one of the things we've done is is just to turn the beamer on and, and lay it over the fence and, and, you know, let them be curious if they want to, but gradually just be able to get to the point where you can, you can literally apply the blanket. Um, and... You see just some amazing transformations of these horses where where they literally will finally if if you can get the beamer to touch them and maybe they're just standing next to it, maybe it isn't even on them, but you can just see their whole take these deep breaths of big releases where they're releasing tension um, so uh, I don't know if you have some some um, 
experiences that you would want to share from um, that you've heard about Rainy with that you were you worked with horses that have been either physically and or both mentally abused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing we have to remember is these are large animals, but they're really a very sensitive animal. So, and they have a pretty long memory. So if they have been physically and or mentally abused by people, that trust is hard to earn back. And that, yeah, and so it takes takes a while to be able to, to get there. So when we when we look at these rescue horses, we're not, we're looking at physical, obviously, they're going to have a lot of physical things going on, because like, they're malnutritioned, they're dehydrated, they for who knows how long. Um, and so there definitely is an abuse maybe physically to the point where there's injury. Um, so there are definitely physical concerns. Um, but even above and beyond that is that the mental capacity, you know, that mental, mental um, strain and the mental support that Beamer can give them, which, um, as Cindy was talking about, you know, is almost more important because sometimes you can't even address the physical other than, you know, food and food and water and good good quality of that you can't even address a lot of the physical until you have been able to to deal with some of the mental because they won't even let you near them to do that um so yeah i mean and that is uh, that same technique i have used before because i had gone out i've been out to you know beamer horses before and um you know i'm speaking of a particular one where i was out for for a specific reason and um we were then we were kind of finished and we were just talking and horses were just coming up to us in the paddock and stuff and and I was saying well I can I can we can put this on a couple other horses if you want to see or try and and so we did a couple and then where I was going to go to the next paddock and do another one she's like oh no we can't do that one that one had it had just arrived as a as a rescue and she was like I can barely get close enough to touch this one so we're, we won't be able to do that so we did the you know on the fence um and just like Cindy had talked about where he put it on, turn it, turned it on. And um, it was, it was really, it's really fun to watch because they'll usually start, you know, with just kind of sniffing it and putting their face on it and, and then kind of hanging their head over it maybe. But this horse by, I'd actually done two five minutes um, to, because it was still curious about it. And so I wanted it, you know, him to have time to, to really check it out. So I did another five minutes and, um, like leaning up against the fence by the end. Um, so it was really kind of fun to see and pretty close to us too. Um, we didn't try to touch cause I didn't want to interrupt, you know, his investigation, but, um, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a pretty fun experience to watch. So. Yeah. And, and we forget that, you know, they're naturally, they can feel the field from the beamer even further than what we could measure like with a B scan. So, you know, they're, they're energy-based beings, and they pick up on that. From so it's it's pretty attractive to them, and they're naturally curious. And that just says a lot that the horse would, you know, they didn't feel pressured. You know, you left them alone and, and left them to their own uh, timing to come and approach the beamer. And um, I've seen that as well. And it just it it you know it just reinforces my mind how much of a gift this is. Um, a kind of a different um, but similar capacity, certainly not with horses that are abused, but ones who are kind of special purpose or horses that are used in therapy programs. And these Mm -hmm. could be um, horses that work with children who have physical challenges. They could be um, some um, other kinds of, uh, oh, I know they do work with 
kids who are autistic. They also use horses for team building and corporate retreats and uh, a number of different kind of uh, therapy capacities because horses are good therapists. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that because we feel better when um, when we engage with them. But that's, but that's just like it would be for a licensed counselor. When a horse does that kind of work, it's work for them. And um, we've had a number of people who are distributors and or customers who like to be able to help give back to their therapy horses by using, uh, using Beamer to help them stay in a balanced state. And um, I don't know if you have any experiences to share about that, Rainy, with, uh, but that's a different maybe capacity if you're talking to someone as a prospect who has a therapy center. I really encourage you to go out and, and look at some of the sessions and the work that they do because it's, it's, it's quite amazing and impressive. Um, and again, to be able to help these horses who are helping the people so much adults and children, is um, it's one of those feel-good moments. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have a therapeutic writing center that's just down the road from us that are clients of ours and have been family friends forever. Um, and they have a human unit and a horse unit. <laughs> they actually... Um, they they had a they had a human unit first because of just a a, a personal thing, um, and actually was before the V2 was even out yet because it was in between when we could get the Beamer 3000 and the and the V2, um, and um and then um, when I got my V3 I was able to kind of half half sell half donate my V2 to the therapeutic riding center and for them so they use it there, um, but it is really incredible to watch and these horses yes they are working. Um, and they are the thing with horses. It seems like, and we've had people on this on the and on our show on Blog Talk um, from from various places talk about this too. Is is they need to decompress after after they have done their work because it's almost like they take on our stress and our worry and our yeah. depression and our anxiety, um, and they they kind of absorb it from us. And so they have to kind of you know decompress and detox afterwards from everything that they've taken from us. Um, and so from everyone that I've talked to from various rescues and different ways, you know, different types of um, um, therapies that um, this really helps the horse afterwards um, to really kind of, you know, get rid of everything they've helped us get rid of. Yeah, and rebalance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's we would love to hear from anybody who's listening now or, well, probably not, we don't have time now, but, but uh, yeah. <laughs> who listens to the replay to, to call in and share some of your stories um, because uh, that's the fun part is seeing um, how much we, difference we can make to an individual horse or human. So um, hopefully today just talking, it gives you an idea of, if you're talking to anybody who's involved in the horse world that you're considering as a prospect, you're going to talk, you're going to ask questions so you learn what they're doing. You know, are, are they a trainer? Are they, you know, do they volunteer at a sanctuary, uh, et cetera. But to know that you would talk to them differently based on their circumstances, but that that part of the beauty, as, as Rainey said, with femur is that, you know, 
when you work at a cellular level, it has so many widespread effects, whether the horse is a young horse and has never been handled or whether they're an old horse who, who needs, you know, some TLC and, and you know, support for their stiff joints. Um, there's a wide range in between there, and Beamer can impact all of those horses. And, and most people who have more than one horse, they're at different stages. They don't have them all, you know, they don't have all five-year-olds uh-huh. that are you know, competing. <laughs> um, and, and most people who have horses and love them, you know, you don't just get rid of them because you're not using them anymore. I mean, you know, my horses are family members. I don't sell grandma, you know. I'm yeah. <laughs> That horse is part of my family, and, and I'm not going to, um, you know, that's a commitment for life. That's a long-term commitment. So um, uh, I love the fact of Beamer's versatility in that respect. So... We managed to, to, to take up a lot of time today, Rainey. Hopefully we've given people some ideas. <laughs> we did. You know, and it's a big subject, but something that I think is important to talk about. And, you know, we always we obviously talk about it in most of the presentations and, and the, the academies and things like that because it's part of the, you know, the slides that we, that we talk about. But, um, you know, I think diving in deeper, I mean, we could talk about this for an hour or more. Um, is, mm-hmm. is important so that people can understand the differences and, and really why and how you can talk to any horse owner and show them the benefits of owning a Beamer. Um, and I think it, that's that's really a big part of um, what you, you need to do if you do want to share this with people. Um, you have to be able to, to share with them how it will benefit their horse and their their needs for their horses. So, Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, so, and, you know, you know we, did, we did have that. a caller that wanted to chat with us but we are out of time and I think it is Savala so I'm hoping that we I can just call back in next week because you do tend to listen to our show so I hope whatever question or comment you had we can um we can address that um next week so just pressure press one on your phone right away next week and we will I promise I will I will get to you right away um because we're going to get cut off here if we're not if I'm not if I'm not quick um <laughs> so um, I just want to say sorry we didn't get to you, but I um, you always have valuable things to share if that is in fact you. So I hope that you call back in next week. Um, all right. And, and anyone, if anyone has any comments about what we talked about or wants us to talk about any type of horse more, um, so if you, for example, are you feel like you're not confident talking to people who have rescue horses, and you have you want to go and you know of a rescue and you want to go talk to them and you'd like us to talk more about that, please just use that Facebook page. Um, any anytime you put anything on there, um, I am okay at it. Cindy is great at it. Um, looking at that and keeping track of things that you you guys want us to talk about. So if you if you mention anything in there and it doesn't even have to be related to this, anything in general um, of topics you want us to address, um, please use that Facebook page because we know a lot of you listen to these as recordings and not as much live. So that is a good way to tell us the things that you want us to talk about. So please use that outlet. Um, All right, Cindy, any final words before we get cut off for today? Um, Just real quick, I was looking at uh, the Beamer Horse Set North America, which is the public page, as you know. And, uh, you know, on on that page you see the videos. And I mentioned that one before, but it's a a, a new video with our ambassador, Ivan Lotos-Demunis, who's the dressage writer at the Olympic level. And it's just an outstanding little four-minute interview. talks about her using Beamer, her horses, how she uses it, 
it's definitely one that you want to, to want to look at and to be able to share. So I encourage you, if you haven't seen that, remember you don't have to like Facebook a lot. You can even screenshot or sometimes, you know, you can abstract the information. So if you, you know, that you can put it in an email or you can put it in a text. So I encourage you to use uh, and look at the new resources like that. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks everyone for, for listening. And this is a topic we definitely wanted to get into. And I hope it helps um, some of you with um, being able to talk to people about how um, Beamer can benefit um, any of their horses. So, um, yes, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening to the recording. Be sure to tune into uh, Blog Talk on the other days. They're doing great things on all those days, so you want to listen to that. But we'll meet you here back next Thursday to talk about horses. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye, Cindy. Bye, Rainy. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.